0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Pete. And we are coming to you live Justin? from the internet. Justin? Justin! <laughs> Justin. Yeah, we, uh, we're we working out some tech issues. Justin is upstate, so we're going to keep yeah. trying to pull him into the feed here. We will see exactly what happens, if it works. We don't know. He's going to try to call in on a phone or something like that. <laughs> but we do have... Two amazing guests for you guys today, regardless of whether Justin is able to hack into our feed or not. Uh, Also, if you're watching on YouTube... Hello, you're awesome. Hey, The Tube. Hey, The Tube. Uh, Give us a little bit of a thumbs up there if you are there. We're going to get to your questions later on the show. If you're watching here on Crowdcast, drop your questions and ask a question, and we will get to those later in the show as well. Um, But, yeah, in the meantime, Pete, how are you doing? I heard you got a cat or there's just a cat wandering around your apartment or something like that?
1: Yeah, well, we we have a cat uh, in our house that we're living in here in, in West Philly um so yeah just uh living that cat life which is new for me
0: <laughs> living that cat life uh, that's mm-hmm.
1: amazing uh what is different about the cat life for you well cats don't like people like they put uh, up with them. Oh, <laughs> hey. wow. uh, yeah. uh,
0: see there's the problem you're trying to hook your microphone webcam up to a tree
2: yeah, this, this uh, little knot, honey-filled knot doesn't have internet that I'm living Weird. in.
1: <laughs> Weird. It usually does. Oh, man. What's uh, up?
0: Well, not much. Uh, thanks for joining the show. Glad to see you. I was a Yeah, Justin, just
1: a heads up. We do the show every Tuesday. So if you could clear uh, your sketch, that'd be great. That's great. Yeah, I just totally forgot
2: about this thing I've been doing every week for 13 years. Yeah. I'm more
1: than 13 at this point, buddy.
2: Well, there's the one year we don't talk about. I'm in <laughs> the woods. Um, and that's why it took longer because of um, woods things. Uh, and <laughs> woods I'm, things. I'm on the run. I still have a drink. Um, <laughs> nice. Let's talk. Oh, very nice. Let's talk. So what do we we review um beaver dams on this? Or is it uh what do we do? Uh so I I would say let's talk about the first
0: one. This is a very sturdy dam, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh it's made out of a nice
2: oak. Right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, most beaver dams are solid oak. (laughs) Clearly, a country boy, Alex Albin here. Yep.
0: Yep, that's me. All right. Tell you what, I'm going to invite our first guest into the stream here. He is the creator of a comic called The Eighth uh, that we're going to talk about in a moment. He is also the writer and director of Escape the Night. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Lawson. Welcome. How are you doing, Adam? Thanks for your patience. Sorry it took a while to get set up there.
3: Nah, no, it's no problem. There's always a, a catch in the beginning, and I'm always that guy who's sitting here at my computer, like, I'm the guy they're pissed at because I'm not joining and I've done something wrong. <laughs> no, I've me. a hundred times. Yeah.
2: That was definitely me this time. Yes. So, you know, but the it's part usually in
3: the background. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like your background, though. I like the, dark yeah, board a the background dartboard. The, version. Version. The, the dartboard is epic. I will admit that. I'm in yeah. my soon to be in law's garage, and so. Um, <laughs> Uh, post it up. Um, We'll soon do congratulations to you, I guess. Yes. Yeah, you know, it was going to happen in May, uh, but then there was an event that happened around the world, and now we hope it happens in September.
2: That's good. Good plan. Tell me more about this event you're talking about.
3: (laughs) Some people call it a wedding. I haven't noticed anything. Yeah, yeah, we were going to have a wedding, and then there was this pandemic, and then people got a disease, and we... uh, and all of our relatives decided they would never show up. And then you, of course, uh, said we, we can't do that kind of thing. So, uh, so you know, we're just uh, making the best of it. And, I mean, uh,
1: I hope you're not too hurt that, you know, that your love is not important in their lives. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. got to be tough.
3: <laughs> I mean, wow. I was a little bit upset. I thought, you know what? I'm going to call my governor and say, dude, you <laughs> clearly don't believe in my relationship. A
1: little help here.
3: Yeah. help.
0: Try
1: to start my life.
3: Well, I'd say
0: luckily, though, sort of on the flip side out of the positive side, since you haven't had to worry about the wedding immediately, you've probably had a little more time to concentrate on the eighth and the Kickstarter that you have running, um, which has been hugely successful.
3: You are too kind. Yeah, Yeah, I would say, too. Thank you, guys. Uh, You know, it's um, always with launching anything, whatever it is, a TV show, a movie, uh, the various things I've done, there's always this sense of sheer dread right before it goes (laughs) out into the world. Because you think, you know what, actually, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. Or actually, you know what, I, the other yeah. thought I had about what the plot should have been, that's what it should have been. And then you're like, it's sitting in people and you're just sitting in people's hands. And you're, you know, the reviews are coming in and you're like, I don't know if I can open that email. But then, the you cl- know, you realize it worked. And every time it's like a mystery of like, oh, I can't believe people liked my stuff. How did that <laughs> happen?
2: It's a I'm great, the a classic, idiot. what have I done moment? And then you're <laughs> yes. like, Oh, it's good. I did a good thing.
3: It worked. It worked. It worked. Um, you know, and then of course you tout all these really you know special moments. It created the inspiration, I, but sometimes maybe it's just kind of a, a lot of fumbling around, but, um, but yeah, so it's, you know, it's been really exciting. And I, um, I think, you know, we, we went with something kind of bold. I made a 200 page graphic novel and made it hard cover with a slip case. And, you know, for the first, you know, campaign so why you know why not go big i thought well that's what i want to collect so let's let's do that um so i went for something ambitious and i've been working on it for the last couple of years anyways and in between tv shows i buy storyboard artist i turned him into my comic artist and which is what he really wants to do um <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. anyways he, he hates storyboard. Yeah, he wants to do uh, comic books um, but so um and so it was this thing i was just paying for out of my pocket I thought, oh well i'm when i'm done with all eight issues i'll, I'll, I'll launch this thing uh, and then once again, a pandemic hit. And I thought, you know what? Let's just do it now. I've done five of them. Let's just, let's go for it. Uh, and I now have the time to, you know, be, be at the computer and just in monitoring this campaign and all the things that come with it, so.
0: Well, I really so like cool. that. I mean, one of, that's one of the things that I think is really smart about the way that you hit this Kickstarter is it's eight issues long. It's 200 pages, like you said, but you completed five of the issues already. Like, I feel like that's too fair. many people jump into the Kickstarter being like, I got nothing. Give me money for that. But you're promising that we're like, we're five eighths of the way there. Just help us get past that finish
3: line. Right. And one of the cool things I thought, you know what, we're five in. So actually right as the campaign closes, which it it just closed and it's in demand now, but um, then people can digitally start getting the issues every month. Like you were collecting them at the comic book shop. And then I'll be able to get the last couple of issues done. We we completed issue six, by the way, but, and so uh, over the campaign. And so it's, you'll actually be able to get it right away instead of then you put your money in and then nine months later a book shows up and you're like, what was that again? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's that cool mini. I don't know if you know this board game company. I've backed so many of their board games and they show up like over a year later. And so when it shows up, I, I, I can't even remember what the game is. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cause it's like, what like, oh, was I get a like that? Something and with then, a you know. pogo
2: stick. I think I don't <laughs> yeah. remember what this is. Let's play.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of which to jog people's memory slash inform them, what's the concept to the eighth? What's the pitch for the eighth?
3: Okay, so the eighth is the story is the story about uh, a troubled teenager, David Wells, and his friends Emma and Atticus, and he is a math genius who solved a uh, Millennium math problem. Um, and he's in this small, broke town, except it didn't – solving that problem didn't solve his life problems. His brother committed suicide as a result of bullying, and his mother is very depressed oh, about man. it. And you know, his world is simply out of his control, like many teenagers feel, right? Uh, it's plagued with traumatic things, and you don't have the coping skills yet. And so and he and his friends and his aunt are at this um, – they're, they're scavenging a, a burned-out house for anything because they have a pawn shop. And he finds this, what he doesn't realize, is a piece of ancient Sumerian armor. And Mm. there's math symbols tied into it. And he solves the equation. And it opens up this piece of armor, which he actually just covers just his arm. And uh, he uses mathematics to actually manipulate it. That's the language that it speaks in, right? So he's got to run equations that know that that's really his superpower. And so he gets this taste of it and decides, well, you know, let me make the world different. You know, I, I, I know how to get it to change. I'll, I'll make it that way. So he goes and mangles some bullies at school. Uh, and by mangling them, you know, he shatters their spines, puts them in the hospital, ruins wow. them for life. Wow. Uh, because once again, the power is something he doesn't understand. And he's also a teenager who doesn't quite understand the impact of violence. Not really, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's and so at first he feels like great I, i'm fixing it the school gets better but then violence begets violence and then soon people he loves are killed and he realizes his error that you you can't make the world change right you can't make it do things um and so leaving his their hometown in ashes this trio heads out to find the other pieces of the armor and the other pieces of themselves and each Ooh. of them has a, a different uh play in it right that emma you know she sees the armor as a way to get revenge, right? She wants, she's got hate sort of as her drive and she wants revenge for things that have happened to her. And David wants to, the to that. One, right? Right. I think so. <laughs> I think we all get that. Right.
2: Really then, dove in on that. <laughs> he did not revenge? revenge. I love, I love, I want <laughs> revenge. I want to read this. I need revenge.
3: and you know david wants to make the world better to fix this broken world and then atticus you know he's the most sound person that's saying hey listen we got to get away from this altogether because it it, it's actually going to destroy us and those we care about so those are kind of like the the three spectrums and because of their reaction to this trauma it's what kind of gives their their friendship its ups and downs and its struggles throughout the story um and there's this unrequited romance between Emma and David. um, And, and there's also, I think, you know, at the, at, at it's, you know, it's sick courts, it's, it's teens who don't know how to cope with trauma. Right. And it, it spills out into the world. And I think what I wanted to do with this was to, you know, in, in a Spider-Man comic book, he, he, punches a guy in the face, the bank robber, and then he takes him to jail and the guy's got a bruise. But if you could lift a tank you wouldn't get a bruise yeah, that, if somebody that, that. punched you. Yeah. You know, you, you, your, your, your skull would be mush. Um, and so there's this kind of little lie sometimes in comic books where we cite the power but not the real consequence of that usage right. of it, right? Yeah. And so I wanted this story to be about they get power, but then there's real consequences tied directly tied to it and how that changes people when you have a real cons of course to quinces versus oh you know he's got that bruise from that punch that would have knocked over a, a skyscraper you know and and so so that's i think you know part of what i what i went into it with and um and so that's you know that's the tale and you know sort of the myth around it is it deals with ancient samaria right that this armor is a piece of um, ancient samarian armor that belonged to these things called the sages and in history there's seven of them they were like divine beings angels of some kind that imparted knowledge to mankind but in this story there was an eighth one that wasn't in history hence the title and its job was to be the, the destroying angel like the cleanup crew and um so what's cool is is it gets to tie back into advanced technology and cool things from an ancient world uh which i always sort of love right and um, and some of the characters are dealing with people like around the flood of Noah, um, and these mm-hmm. it's kind of like the two, in the times like there was that the flood, which kind of like ended the the reign of the sages, and then and then now, so there's some cool throwbacks to these sort of ancient you know Abrahamic m- myths that are really that kind of gives it makes it grounded, and so uh, and so that's the tale, and you know and it stems from I think from a personal standpoint, you know my own life as a teenager when I had a friend commit suicide from bullying that I couldn't do anything about. Oh, and, it's and fun. then my love oh, wow. of, you know, ancient Sumerian myth and like these, these myths that tease at fantasy. Um, and like, I thought, well, I mean, I'll stick this together. Um, and that's, that's what became the, and the, and the eighth is what came out of that uh, that marriage.
2: Wow. Yeah. Cool. I love that. That I, the idea, that creative force of being taking these big ideas from uh, from history or mythology, and combining it with like f- deeply personal things and sort of stepping into both like one by one. Cause I think, like he laid it out, it's very logical. Like, if a teenager had these powers, it wouldn't go quite like Spider Man is making quips. He'd be wrecking shit. Um, sure. And so, building yeah. it out that way, like, leads to this, like, sort of mo- more momentous story, I think.
3: Uh, thank you. I-, I hope it does. And I mean, Spider Man is amazing for what it is, but this is maybe my version of what that would be and uh, and that's the cool part right about comic books and, yeah. and the world of them it's like you get to pick the ones you like you know in the chat earlier they were talking about paper girls which is a comic book I, I loved yes. on image it was great, great book right um, and that's it's its own fun thing and so uh, yeah so that's that's why you know, ha, you know as a te- I write and direct television for most of my life but then this is a, a fun departure because I don't have all those rules of TV. I have yeah. I have new ones, but they're no they're budget. That's right. That's right. I mean, the amount of you know when I come back to a network, I'm I'm a showrunner, and so when I come back to the network and say, "Here's what I'm going to do," and it's going to cost this much, there's always this like. Silence for a couple of weeks, and then they're screaming at agents and people are saying, "How is it going to cost this much?" and uh, and and then it's me going back into the president of the network saying, "Hey, you know, but there's going to be this really cool scene." And then she's like, "Okay, we'll give you some more money," you know. Oh, uh, so, nice. so 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 I, I don't miss that part. Uh, <laughs> you don't miss talking to agents? Come on, it's everyone's favorite <laughs> part of entertainment. <laughs> we love it so. Uh,
0: now that the Kickstarter is over, what is the best way of getting the book? What's the best way of getting in
3: on the book? Yeah, so it's it's on Indiegogo right now. And so Indiegogo has a, something that's kind of similar to Kickstarter, um, where after your fund, after your campaign's over, if you made your goal, it sits in a thing called in-demand. So essentially where people can still get the perks, still do everything like you were in the campaign. And it's kind of a way to say, hey, they know you need some time even after the campaign's over to finish building whatever it is. Before you put your print order in, so to speak. And so there's a chance for people to still get on um, and get the book and explore the world. Um, And the first digital issue comes out next Wednesday, which all the the tiers get. So you're going to get right into the action.
0: Cool. Awesome. Adam, congratulations. The book is fantastic. I'm very excited to check out more of it. There's a ton of pages, by the way, for anybody listening or watching uh, that you can read through to get a sample of it. Um, and it's really fun. It's good. Yeah. It's very brutal. Pete, you're going to like it a lot, I think. Oh, yeah. Check it out.
1: I'm, I'm <laughs> um, in. So. I'm in.
0: Congratulations
1: yeah. on everything. It's hard because I'm trying not to stare because I'm just getting lost in your dartboard. It's like drawing <laughs> me in.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a pretty amazing. So my assumed to be brother in law built this. into so the the back of it is all corks, right? All wine. Yeah, corks. that's
1: what I was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. He built this so out. You know, cool. and he's a, he's a he's a bartender, and so he built the perfect you know dartboard, of course. And, nice. Uh, I wish I was really good at it, um, <laughs> but I I, I sure like to play. You know yeah. what I mean. You got I mean, time you feel, to practice? Yeah. yeah, right. And I feel yeah. like, oh man. And you get back with the darts, and you, you sometimes give it your all, and you know it's it's usually an, less than an embarrassment, but fun.
2: <laughs> just get great at darts. Forget about planning a wedding. And just, <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, all come together. <laughs> I'm sure your partner will be like, "Yeah, the, he he's really good at darts. That's enough for yeah, me He's married to the <laughs> yeah, dartboard, basically."
3: That, yeah, she's like, "I made the right choice. Darts. That's that's yeah. what's gonna hold us <laughs>
2: through." <laughs> Always want to be married to a professional dart player.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you found two of them on the planet, and you you you've noticed.
2: <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Uh,
0: Adam, congratulations again. Everybody go check Thank out you. The Eighth. Thanks so much for coming yeah. on. It was a pleasure. Uh, absolutely. Hey, guys. Thanks Great so to talk much, to you, man. Everyone. Safe. A- Bye. Absolutely. Bye-bye. All right. Once again, that's The Eighth. Check that out on Indiegogo from Adam Lawson. Um, super good book. Super fun. Yeah. Clearly, like, crazy amount of people pledging it and picking it up, which is fantastic. Um... Uh, Justin, quick question um, while we bring in our next guest. Uh, What is it like starring in the remake of Under the Tuscan Sun? (laughs) It's
2: it's beautiful. You should see the pastas I'm eating.
1: Well, (laughs) it looks like you're in an ab for Sabra right now, you know? Oh, oh, great. Uh, Sabra hummus? Very, yeah,
2: hummus. two great references from my co-hosts here. <laughs> Under the Tuscan Sun and a Sabra hummus commercial. <laughs> just to give you a sense of how these two gentlemen are spending their quarantines. <laughs> taking in content. Uh, yes, the sun is intense. Um, uh, maybe this is not the time for uh, the story of where I am, but I'm at my mom's house and the router is right over there. But also that's where all the children and things are. So that's why uh, I'm out here oh, okay. getting it. a light tan. Uh, little it's gonna really look great on just this one side of my face yeah. <laughs> yeah if
0: you could it would make me a little more comfortable if you could put some large shears behind you right here because mm-hmm. then i would feel like we're really doing the show you usually have those behind you
2: yeah yes Um, uh, No, I'm not in a park. I'm way upstate New York near the Canadian border. Um, There's a lovely lake over here. I'll show it later once the sun is truly not quite so intense on my (laughs) face.
4: Uh,
2: Are you making a run for the border right now, man? Very close to the border. The border's pretty close, so they don't want us there. Okay. Um, But I'm just going to be ready. Like how, you know, a racer puts their, like, little foot at the edge of the white line before the gun goes off. Yeah. Looks like
0: our next guest is coming in here. Nice hallway oh, shot. In, an
2: empty room. It is he's going to make an room. entrance. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to burst so. out of that cabinet. Think it was just uh, well, when he like does show
0: up, it up. is uh, one of our favorite casts on the show, Daniel Kibblesmith. There um, we go. Oh,
4: oh we go. what an entrance. Wow. I've been down there since 3.30 in the afternoon. Wow. <laughs> uh, hey, how's, how are we doing? Hey, hey.
0: Uh, I love it. Thank you for your patience with everything. How are you doing, man?
1: How, how are you hey. doing?
4: I'm okay. I'm I'm in I'm indoors. I'm in of doors uh, for <laughs> the foreseeable past and future. Um, but we're, I'm I'm okay. Uh, I have a you know I'm working from home <laughs> like people like people uh, do if they are able now. So yeah, uh, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no problem. We always love having you on the show. Best uh, no. entrance so far. So absolutely. Oh, I'm playing yeah. with
4: the medium. Yeah. 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 It yeah. seems like it seems like uh, if we were doing this in a theater, you know, you come out from backstage. Right, uh, right. So I was trying to figure out like how do, how is that even done in mm-hmm. 2020? You killed. We'll it. have
0: yeah. to we'll have to have you back on next week. See if maybe like you can hang from the ceiling.
4: Yeah, you drop off and lower your head down. Yeah. I'm thinking Spider-Man kiss for the next mm-hmm. one. Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking Spider-Man
1: Kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say Ben there?
4: Yes,
2: famously Spider-Man Kiss, Pete. Yeah, give okay. a, a moment. Everybody
4: remembers. Yeah, everybody remembers their first Spider-Man kiss. <laughs> well, actually,
2: you know uh, Justin did
0: it for well. It was for Pulp Secret, the web show that we did. Right, yes, we
2: were doing a web show with this company for a while, and it was Spider-Man Week when I want to say the first, very first Spider-Man or second one came out, and um, they had me go to a trapeze school, the trapeze school in Manhattan. <laughs> And I did a bunch of tricks, and then begged uh, oh, this woman in the class to kiss me like the Spider Man kiss, and she did it. No, very nice. And now,
4: and now are married. And, and now we're married. That's how I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, was get crushed at the wedding, the reception. <laughs> Everyone loved that part.
4: We did. Do you guys know that I had Spider Man at my wedding? That, for real. Uh, uh,
0: you're going to have to give some more information on this. So <laughs> my, uh,
4: my best man uh, hired a mutual friend to, um, during his best man speech, uh, this mutual friend came out uh, in a Spider-Man costume as a surprise wow. and roasted me mercilessly. Wow. <laughs> wow Spider-Man man,
1: roasted you.
4: Yep. And he said that he, he uh, hated me. He wanted me to stop reading his comic books and that I had wasted my life.
2: Wow. Oh, that's <laughs> a little harsher than a regular roast, I got <laughs> well,
4: pretty good. Hate <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good, yeah. Um, to answer a question in the chat, he did not swing in, uh, but he did uh, climb on a bunch of stuff when he Is posing for photographs with our relatives. Wow. That's 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 nice that Spidey
1: stuck around and uh, posed for some pics. Yeah.
4: Well, he loves doing that. I mean, that's, you know, if you know one thing about Spider-Man it's that he always plays around for the photograph
0: and he's still there, right? He's in your apartment with you to this day. Yep.
2: He's a, he's a crucial ingredient
4: of our marriage.
2: (laughs) That's the thing about weddings is if you can make a mistake and accidentally marry yourself to whoever Mm -hmm. happens to be close to you when the, uh, the minister or whatever says, I, I do stuff.
4: That's it. It's classic, um, unintentional Spider-Man throuple. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's why I have a several birds that were just flying by on my way. And I gotta take care of them.
0: They're not hey, even parents. Let's not talk about thruples. Let's talk about couples instead. Specifically, Ooh. there was a book you wanted to chat about uh the Midnighter book from DC Rebirth. This is something that we've been doing the past couple of weeks. We've been having guests on talking about some of their favorite runs. And uh you mentioned you were super into this. It was the Midnighter reboot, eventually became Midnighter, and Apollo as part of Rebirth, not New 52. What was it that drew you to that book in particular?
4: Yeah, I mean, this is... I feel terrible because, you know, because of COVID, I kind of have nothing going on. Uh, I would love to talk about my own work, but there's very little of it at the (laughs) moment. Uh, So what happened instead was that I got got to do a a big reread during quarantine, and the thing that kind of got me through it was... The new-ish, post-rebirth Midnighter books, and I think that why Midnighter and why now? Uh, And I I should say these are are written by Steve Orlando uh, with a a number of artists, uh, all of them amazing. Um, Aso ACO Echo. Does anyone know? Sure. I've never heard it aloud, uh, but the first (laughs) volume is drawn by Capital ACO. I really, really loved these, and they spoke to me during this time because uh, they're hyper-violence. Obviously, if anybody knows Midnighter, they know he's a uh, character defined. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a Wolverine, <laughs> Punisher, you know, Deadpool yeah. kind of violence. But he is a uh, trauma survivor. Uh, you know, he's a member of a marginalized group, uh, which uh, most of the hyper-violent characters are not, and he occupies this. Um, Sweet spot, I think, in the way that comic books can use violence to create feelings of catharsis uh, without um, crossing the line uh, too far into him being a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see somebody with a Punisher tattoo, you got to, like, take a second and figure out what their deal is. <laughs> if you see somebody with a Midnighter tattoo, you're just like, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy.
2: <laughs> nah.
4: <laughs> Midnighter's like to a bad sometimes. Butter sure sometimes too, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
0: Pete, you're a big fan of Midnighter, and you like this series a lot. Uh, what drew you to it? What did you like about it?
1: Yeah, I I, I loved it very much. I mean, Midnighter to me is one of uh, <laughs> one of my favorite characters. I love the fact that like uh, they don't dwell on his preferences; it's just a part of who he is, and it's just a, a, a kind of just there and. What great about Midnighter is what he's willing to put on the line for others, like how hard he fights, how hard he tries, how he never gives up. He, he is a, a, just a force of nature in such a uh, interesting way. And also like, I also love uh, uh, Apollo and him together uh, are just uh, such a great kind of fun, uh, kind of this kind of like, the Superman and the kind of Batman, kind of if you will, uh, a little bit, and it's like it's just really great. And the I think Steve Orlando uh, did their kind of like uh, their kind of like love story thing a little bit, where it wasn't like their love story, but Midnighter had to go to hell to save yeah. Apollo, and it was just really beautiful the the way that they kind of like uh, laid it out and kind of all the things that uh and they ended and really well too and it was very powerful it's just one of my favorite characters um it it's just uh and especially when done well like steve orlando is such a great writer it uh it's a, it's just one of those like quietly amazing comics that aren't as popular as, as some of the others
2: What I I love about it is uh, of all these dark brooding characters we're talking about, like none of them really have a ton of stable relationships. And the Midnighter and Apollo relationship, like really like especially in this series, like it's such the motivating force. And it really that's the difference maker for me, no matter what's going on, how violent it gets. It's like for a purpose that is deeply uh, tied to Midnighter's core.
4: Yeah. yeah that was I mean, my only skepticism uh, going in was that uh it, yeah. it necessitated splitting them up at first. Mm-hmm. And you know, to me that's very like Clark and Lois or you know uh, Scott and Barda. It's like, oh no, they're that's like that's not like Spider-Man where he has different girlfriends. This is like a this is like a real one. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't mess with Don't mess with my ships. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really really like the way that it all played out. I thought it was very nice.
2: Do you think a, if if Mephisto stepped in and was like <laughs> Midnighter, would you like? I just have to do this thing. That's, take... Well,
4: that's kind of that's kind of uh, the arc of Apollo and Midnighter because um, uh, <laughs> yeah. they're on. Yeah. So it's it. I doubt very much that it was any kind of response. Uh, oh, I love but, that idea, uh, but uh, <laughs> it, it weirdly it um it weirdly mirrors uh, it weirdly mirrors uh, one more day in an interesting way. It also reminded me of um, if any Swamp Thing fans are listening, uh, where he goes to hell uh, for Abby. Yeah, uh, it yeah. was very similar. You know, uh, just playing on like the way that these characters uh, inhabit actual mythology and not just uh, pop culture mythology.
0: Well, I think that's one of the things that Steve Orlando does really well beyond the fact that he puts so much emotion into his characters is he's able to mine all these different aspects of the universe, the DC universe in this case and make them work in a very powerful way. So there might have been a very purposeful like yeah, this is kind of the Swamp Thing storyline but I'm picking and choosing what I want to use and mixing it in there. Taking Neuron, who... I don't know. I mean, I didn't read Underworld Unleashed or anything like that, but I know I've oh, seen it. Made, ex- I know. I know. Underworld
2: was Unleashed. It's been Underworld. I
0: know. It I came know. up. It came up I'm and sorry. out. But th- I, that's a storyline that I've seen made fun of for decades at this point. So the fact that he took Neron and made him like a, uh, a real threat and a real emotional crux for the storyline is so smart and so good and really points to his skill as a writer
4: yeah and you also um it's also so undeniable that Steve Orlando is a Grant Morrison guy, mm-hmm. and the only other neuron story I'm really familiar with off the top of my head is from j l a uh, is is from those years. Um, so yeah, the, that guy's he's encyclopedic. Uh, it's it's <laughs> Steve Orlando on every level yeah. is such an intimidating creator. Uh, so uh, that was the that was the thing. I had a friend, um, a collaborator actually, uh, my friend Ashley Quach, uh, who uh, has illustrated a couple of books I've written, uh, told me or maybe tweeted that she could only listen to the Wu Tang Clan right now. <laughs> like the, the <laughs> conditions uh, were as such that she could only. Listen Listen to the uh, Clan right and I realized I was doing that with Midnighter. I need to see a fundamentally good guy kicking the heads off of some irredeemably bad guys.
2: Ah, that's great.
0: Hmm. Now, you do have some stuff that you are working on, though. I know you were kind of uh, demure about it at the beginning, but you have a story coming up in Harley, Black, White and Red, right? I do.
4: That's the next thing. uh, The next thing I have on the table. And I don't know which week my story comes out. But uh, if you all are familiar with uh, Batman, Black and White. Uh, yeah. obviously oh, yeah. so uh, under these conditions uh, a cool thing that dc is doing is a digital first uh, harley quinn black white and red oh, so man. it's very much very much in the spirit of batman black and white where we're doing these weekly uh digital first anthology stories uh that um i think are also fairly inexpensive um and then uh eventually you know God willing, they'll come out in print and people can buy them at their local comic book store. Um, But in the meantime, uh, what uh, I did today was uh, subscribed on Comixology. So every time uh, a new weekly chapter uh, rolls in, uh, you'll get a story that is a black and white Harley Quinn story with uh, splashes of red wherever the the artist uh, wants to emphasize that. And because it's Harley, I'm thinking a lot of clothing, a lot of makeup, and probably a lot of blood yeah, maybe uh, maybe like Check one of those like Bugs Bunny bundles of dynamite, you know, like that might mm. be red. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so so what, yeah, I, I have a chapter uh, a chapter coming out in that in the very near future. So watch.
0: Well, I am curious about that. I mean, just to, uh, uh, so each chapter is ninety nine cents. They just released the first one. I never know how to pronounce his name, but the food is by uh, Stepan Sefdek,
4: Yes, who uh, also did yeah. the graphic novel this year, which is extraordinary.
0: Yeah, Uh, and that one—that story is great. It is very much like Harley keeps saying the word red over and over and over again. Was that an edict that they gave you? Were they like, you got to use the words black and white and red somewhere in there, or was that just the first story they were kind of doing the opening salvo? It's not
4: an—it's not an edict they gave me. Uh, Yeah, um, but now you're feeling
0: bad, right? Like you did something. I that.
4: very much. I doubt very much it was an edict, period. Um, But what I'm guessing is that the premise is so crisp. Like, everybody knows what Batman Black and White. And, like, the uh, opportunities, uh, like the visual opportunities that that affords, but also, like, the thematic opportunities that that affords when, you know, you can do a story about a black and white world or a black and white morality or about, you know, police officers and their relationship with Batman. Like, all of these um, uh, cultural touchstones that we associate uh, with with that kind of binary concept. And then red, you know, red means blood or passion or violence, like in the same language. So what, what I did and what I assume the other creators are doing too, is just looked for opportunities to use red as an exclamation point uh, or for, you know, in, in the case of this first story for emphasis, uh, which is something you know. I know, like, is pretty common in <laughs> comics and and movies. I know, uh, uh the Sixth Sense and uh, Hellboy, the Guillermo del Toro first Hellboy. Um, both of those directors have talked a lot about how red is e- extremely significant in the film, and you can always tell, like, when I'm, something is like charged or magical in their world because it'll be like this red pop. Uh, And Harley Quinn just lends herself to that. She's uh, monochromatic, plus blood, plus dynamite, plus lipstick. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: Another project that you have going on, uh, Loki, well, had going on. Uh, It's collected now. Is the collection out or is it coming out soon?
4: The collection is out. Yeah, The collection is out. Okay. Yeah, the most recent substantial thing I've had come out is the Loki paperback, uh, which is in stores now. So that's the uh, the first, well, the only five issues so of wow. our Loki uh, Roman. Oh, it's okay. Hey, Ray, you're congressman. it's not my fault.
0: Yeah, it was a fun story. Yeah, we yeah, really, really liked it up. What I yeah. thought was so great about it is like, beyond the fact that you really got Loki and you set up this fun world that potentially could have gone farther, which I think we talked about the last time you were on the show. um, It really tied up nicely. And there were jokes and bits and plot points that you set up in the first issue that paid off in the last issue. So it's a really nice package, even if sadly it does only have those five issues.
4: Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm hoping. Uh, We leave off on this crazy cliffhanger that I would love to resume at some points, but Whenever I get to write for Marvel or DC, I just feel so lucky and grateful to be in that sandbox that I kind of write like it's gonna be my last chance uh-huh. so if you write, if you read Loki it's got a lot crammed into it yeah uh, it yeah. kind of ends up being a version of our entire statement on the character um, that being said you know we were we were hoping to go you know 60 issues or something so if you read issue five there's a lot of like fun like kind of meta jokes about how we have to wrap things up quickly uh, <laughs> but uh, I think it's worth it and and because of because of that, because we kind of have our cake and eat it too, you know, we have this huge cliffhanger in issue four, but then we have this surprise wrap-up in issue five mm-hmm. uh, when we, we found out that we weren't getting renewed. Um, you end up with this very, uh, and, and I hope uh, for, for Loki fans or for new comic book readers, you end up with this very self-contained you know, digest of Loki comics, like a kind of single serving Loki comic, and then if you like that, the most logical thing to do is to read um, Agents of Asgard uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Lee Garbett and uh, Ellie Ewing that came right for us. You know, that inspired us, and then that's a little longer. And then if you like that, you read all of the Karen Gillen stuff, and that's a little longer and more complicated. Right. So I think we're in a really good position to have this kind of bookstore book. That um fans of Loki from the movie and the forthcoming TV show uh, can pick up and uh, work backwards from there if they want to you know read all of it and get to Walt Simonson. Which ideally they should read all of it and get to Walt (laughs) Simonson. You're always just tracking back to old Walt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Track it back to Kirby. Just go, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just read
0: you uh, a nice comment here on YouTube from Bert Ramdam says, ah, hate that Loki got canceled. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go.
4: I I respectfully agree. (laughs) 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 Bold Uh, position.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Anything else you want to plug? Anything else going on other than being trapped inside?
4: uh anything else i want to plug um all of all of my favorite you know uh marvel uh, stuff is out in paperback now uh you can get a uh, loki uh lockjaw black panther versus deadpool yeah. i worked yeah. on spider verse story for kids that was really fun yeah. uh and i'm super proud of that where spider-man joins instagram and he becomes an influencer and <laughs> you know it goes bad uh, yes. <laughs> uh, and then um, I don't know when my Harley Quinn story drops. So if I were you, I would just subscribe to Harley Quinn, Black, Wine and Red. It's ninety nine cents an issue, and it's it's a murderer's row of creators. When you find out, when I found out who my artist was, uh, I, I lost my mind. So hopefully, people uh, get as excited uh, when they see who I was paired with.
0: Are you allowed to say or no?
4: Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, All okay.
0: as Justin likes to say, we're journalists. So no, we they will
4: send ask. me okay. Very uh, dynamite. Very red. But Walt
0: Simonson. It's definitely Walt Simonson.
4: It's Walt Simonson. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, Daniel. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Always to good to see seeing you. you.
4: Thank you for having me. I would love to come back anytime. And I also don't know how to close this. Bye. Uh, <laughs> okay, bye. Bye,
0: job. Bye. All right, there we go. The Daniel Kibble Smith. Uh, yes, definitely uh, pick up all of his stuff. Pick up Harley, Black, White, and Red, whenever that's coming out. <laughs> I guess we'll stay tuned for that. Also, definitely pick up the Loki trade paperback. It's a lot of fun. It's a really good story. Highly recommend yeah. it.
2: I feel like uh, we've been talking a lot lately about like uh, comedy comics and how hard that is, and I feel like he is uh, just great at it.
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, definitely agree. Oh, yes, Pete. Justin, can you just go and uh, knock on one of those trees and get some Keebler cookies? Uh, uh
2: yeah, I, th- I honestly love the Keebler elves. Assholes, stingy with oh, the cookies. Like man. they don't give them don't away. Like your heroes. To. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. well,
0: you know who my heroes are. My heroes are the audience, and that means it's time for your
2: That's, audience questions. Woo-hoo. That's true. Alex says, anytime he gets in danger, the audience will come and save him because they're his heroes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like that time I was tied to the real road tracks. You remember that. Now, yes. for audience questions, all you have to do is drop a question and ask a question or over on YouTube, just the ask two. in the comments. We'll keep one eye on that. Uh, first of all, I do want to mention, this is going to make a lot of sense for folks who are only listening to the podcast, but a bunch of comments on your haircut, Pete. <laughs> Yeah, uh, nice dude. comments as well we, uh, uh, we got J.C. Archer says, saw this was live on my drive
1: home had to stop in for a sec to say nice haircut, Pete yeah, yeah uh, dude. I went to town on the Clippers, you know uh, Lewana helped me uh, make sure it doesn't look too bad, but you know it's tough times, you know I miss my barber
0: Lewana's <laughs> oh, nah, your barber now sad yeah. end Luwana's to that compliment yeah, yes <laughs> Uh, we also got another one here from Radlam says, Greetings from Peru. Our quarantine hey. ends today. We'll probably stay home reading comics for a while. That sounds like a good idea, Radlam. Not that we're doctors or scientists, but stay safe out there. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, should we start, since there's already <laughs> a lot of talk about this, with what we're drinking tonight?
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. uh, Justin, you're, of course, drinking sap directly from the tree. Yeah. You should Uh, be. I'm
2: going to make a little maple syrup in my stomach and really enjoy that. Uh, I'm drinking, I was drinking some uh, red wine, a Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, I need to get some more, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you want to go, if you want to step off and grab some, you're certainly welcome to. Oh, you're uh, trying
2: to get me out of here. I got you. (laughs) Pete, what about you? What are you drinking?
1: Uh, I uh, was trying to look fancy, uh, but it's Martinelli's uh, sparkling uh, (laughs) cider, you know, a little fancy apple juice. Oh, okay, because you're 12 and at a bar mitzvah, is that what's happening? Well, you know, uh, you know, it's the, the stress is getting to me. I've been doing a lot of drinking and smoking, and, uh, you know, I decided to try to take a break a little bit. You know, uh, sometimes it can get too much.
0: That's nice. Uh, I'm having a Brooklyn Defender IPA. Nice. There you go. Ah, With great. The stuff. Superhero theme, and I believe that was introduced at New York Comic Con a couple of years ago.
2: It was, and out. I will say, that's a strong IPA, Alex. It really checks out with your dedication to those.
0: Yeah, I like them. What can I say? I, I, got, a, I got taste, and I go for it. Uh, here we go. We got a question over here from Cody Thomas. Which comic, TV, or movie do you think was improved by toning down the comic it was based on? been reading The Boys and surprised how much different mm. it was from the show. show feels easier to connect to characters with it toned down. What do you think about that?
2: That's interesting. I think that is uh, a great, I think the boys specifically um, did a great job of taking the comic and uh, truly adapting it for television Mm -hmm. um, and picking out stuff from the the comic they wanted to do, but also bringing in stuff from the real world that they wanted to uh, comment on and making a show that served the comic, but also elevated the material.
1: Well, it's, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, we talk about lock and key and how like mm. the show kind of turned down the horror aspect a little bit and then uh, kind of, um, uh, you know, focus more on the family and different things. So it was different. And I think some of it definitely for the better, but there were sometimes that I missed it. Also, I remember when Walking Dead first came out, the TV show, and we were like, how are they going to do that? You know? Uh, so I think they did kind of like pick their battles with that. As yeah, well. they we really like, toned that down. I know. T- so chill. We were like, how are they going to do that? They're going to use real corpses?
2: How are they yeah. going to make them walk? <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. going to be crazy, whatever they yeah. do. Um, uh, another show that I was just thinking of, oh, Legion. I feel like mm. um, it toned down all the comic booky aspects of the show and elevated some very specific things. They were quite
1: such good. an amazing show. Yeah. If oh, you haven't so watched good. Legion, please check that out. You'll be happy you did.
0: It's great. Uh, all right, we got one here from uh, YouTube. C.T. Kook says, if you could mash up a DC character and a Marvel, what two characters would you choose and what Ooh. would their name be? Classic amalgam universe question.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what was, what was uh, it was Batman and Wolverine was Dark Claw. Is that right?
2: That yeah. is accurate, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Great. Pete, nice job. did you
0: like Dark Claw? Uh, not really. I it's, I, it's most of your favorite things in one place. It is. Yeah.
1: It is. It's just one of those things where sometimes, you know, too much is too much, <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know. I would feel like, cause we're talking about Midnighter, um, like a, you know, Midnighter. I don't know. I wouldn't change Midnighter. I kind of backed out of my, of my, what uh, about I like Midnighter,
2: just the way he is. What about, um, Punisher? the Punisher mashed up with the share from the DC universe share, share, share the actual share. Oh, wow.
0: oh, like the singer, but the she's singer. in the DC universe.
2: Wow. Yeah. Do yeah. you know like that? I mean, <laughs> I love it. it do you if want I turn back, back time? To I'd love more? for
0: you to say that again. What?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you could turn, if she could turn back picnic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, man, you know what
0: would be fun oh, if they, they mashed up uh Superman and Hyperion? That'd oh, that, that would be fun. That would be like smart. Could you imagine? What yeah. would that be like?
2: Yeah, that'd be crazy. What oh, a great man. combination of characters. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, we got one from Omnia Soul. If you could have any superpower, but for only one day. Only would one you choose day. And why? Only one mm. day. I if it was one day, I would probably choose stealing marriages because that feels <laughs> like- you're such an asshole. Stealing marriage nicely with Yes, yeah, I don't know marriages.
2: if that is that on the Mephisto trading card from Marvel Masterworks. Yeah. Is that his on the back? Yeah, he had like, uh, three bars.
0: He had three yeah, bars. Stealing marriage.
2: <laughs> Very prescient uh, card series. Hour mm-hmm. um, man, you know, you just I'm like 24 hours of powers. I'll just wow. take one
1: sweet hour. Yeah, I can do exactly what I want. <laughs> I guess I would go with uh, invisible. Uh, And just have one day of looting, you know? Jesus. What? (laughs) What a weird thing to say, particularly right now.
2: So looting is... Do you mean just stealing? I don't know. Looting is not something you're often invisible. Well, yeah. <laughs>
1: but I would sneak into your home and steal something that I would be, that I that's would know. That could, that's, that's just stealing. not
2: looting.
0: Looting is loud.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not do like it. just messing with you, you know, like I would sneak into maybe Salvin's house and then like move some things around just to be like, wait, was that? over there, you know, just kind of really mess with this out a little bit. You know? Let
2: me say, Pete, you when you come to my house, you do that anyway. So, like, I don't know what you <laughs> need to be invisible for. Mm. That's a good point. <laughs> Busted.
0: Um, I'd probably, I'd probably get super speed. I feel like I could get a lot done. Like, get a lot of chores done. And oh, things like yeah. That. Oh, that's
2: yeah. a smart way to play out this fantasy. Just get <laughs> some chores done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess Just I would just want to be a dream warrior. Mm-hmm. Just parade through people's dreams. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. I wasn't sure what type of tree border you were. Yeah.
2: I didn't about, know if you would like go
1: to people's dreams and then fight them. No, I'm benevolent. I just go in and be like, whoa, weird. So you just be <laughs> like the watcher, basically. People's uh, Sky yeah.
0: High Superfly guy says no one wants language powers. Language powers. That's dumb. Come on. Whoa.
4: Right.
0: Wow. Whoa. Uh, Edward Dirty. Says, could you all please explain how you told your significant other about your terrible, terrible secret, i.e., collecting
2: comics? Still haven't told. I got a big sheet. Got a big sheet over (laughs) all my comics. When cheap
0: (laughs) finds out, I'm
2: always just. That's why you're
0: outside there, right? Exactly.
2: I'm like, don't look under there. Don't look under there. Um, it's funny. My Molly, my wife, she doesn't uh, has never really expressed much interest in it. Uh, in the comics, top to bottom.
1: <laughs> well, it's one of those things where you don't want her to lie to you, you know, because then it's awkward, you know, like, Hey, remember you wanted to check this out. And it's like, they never, you know.
2: Yeah. But don't you want it to be like, Oh, read this. Like, or like have that shared moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I,
1: that never no. goes well.
0: Mm. Huh, interesting. Um, I don't remember when my wife and I, first talk about it but she used to collect sandman comics so it wasn't like it was a big secret or anything like that like she has we have in our closet i have the first three trades of sandman and i've read it but she had like single issues of sandman in a stack she had other comics so it was just an easy conversation that came up yeah. And we yeah. do that. Like we pass things back and forth. Not as much now that most of the stuff I get is on digital, but there used to be times where like we'd pass stuff back and forth and just read the same comics all the time.
1: Nice. Did you get invites with her about stuff?
0: Um, no, we agreed on everything. Wow.
2: Wow. Amazing. But, yeah, you guys have never had a disagreement, right? Yeah.
0: Uh I don't think
2: so. Well, she might disagree though.
1: Yeah, i <laughs> I mean, it's it's great with my girlfriend now. Uh she loves comics, not it's not an issue, whatever. So that's great. And we've talked about stuff. But uh, previously, in previous relationships, it's been a real issue. And then one woman I only dated for a very small time, when she found out about my comic books. she goes, I'm not doing this again. No more with the white boxes. I hate them. And that was kind of the end of the relationship. <laughs> wow. That's a
2: strong statement. I chose I, comics. It? Good. Uh, don't make me choose good important comment to read from the section here um sky fly, uh, sky high super fly guy says even all the weird sex comics
1: <laughs> yes oh, but how do you
0: explain that uh great question and our next question here
2: oh, is...
3: <laughs> no i
0: don't know they're in the bookcase they're with everything else
2: yeah but, uh, <laughs> they're not hidden. a little bit yeah, yeah little in, little. in the back of the bookcase <laughs> High shelf, low shelf. Yeah, I love that everybody knows about that. That's just <laughs> part of that's just part of you because God. of our podcast.
0: Yes, Pablo Di says, uh, "What is the one comic book you find unreadable? that as time goes on, you grew to love it to pieces."
2: Ooh, unreadable to love? Uh, no, just like a comic you that you hated now, uh,
0: you love it exactly. Like yeah. you could not read it at first, then you revisited it and you liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Um I, I do think I don't know I haven't revisited them recently but I think the first time I read through a lot of Grant Morrison stuff I was like I don't know what's going on here yeah. and then when I went back and read it when I was older after I had read a lot more of his stuff after I had read a lot more comics versus just straight superhero comics I appreciated them a lot more
1: Yeah I've uh for me it was all the the wor- wordier stuff and anything that didn't have fighting in the first couple of pages Uh, As I've grown up, uh, you know, I can go back and uh, read that stuff again. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I see uh, Edward commented here. Anything Jack Kirby? That's interesting.
2: Uh, Yeah, I like I think that's a great answer. Those are the things that I feel like I it takes longer to appreciate is the older, original sort of uh, uh, golden age stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe I'll throw out Will Eisner stuff uh, a little bit where it's. I feel like you need to experience a certain amount of the world, I think, to really get those stories. Uh, So, yeah.
0: I mean, and this is, this is something we've talked about on the show a lot, but in a slightly more micro way, it wasn't something that I disliked. But we talked about this quite a bit, Watchmen, that like the first time I read Watchmen, I skipped most of the back matter, because I wasn't interested. I read the book, I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. But when we revisited recently for the show, I had such a greater appreciation for it, because a, we were talking about it on a weekly basis, uh, but B, just having a better understanding of how comics work, the history of where Watchmen was in the place and time versus the first time I read it, it was like Watchmen is good. You should read Watchmen, and that's all the context that I had.
2: Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it so is yeah. weird that like it, we wouldn't like all there's all these like articles at the end of Watchmen issues, and it's like, oh, read this. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: Oh, these are interesting uh, ones, too. Ben the Border currently says, I hard passed on giant days before giving it a second chance and loving it. Uh That's a great book. I totally get it because yeah. it just feels like a very chill hangout book, but it's so much deeper and more poignant than that. Jay Sinison says, I always hated Thor, but I really got it as a grown-up. Does that mean I have dad issues? <laughs> no, I think that means you have good taste because... Yeah. Walt Simonson's Thor, in particular, not to make him the theme of the show, is so good. Yeah, and if you've never read it, check it out. Uh, Kevin says, "What's a comic aimed at young children that you really enjoy as an adult?" Uh, all of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, uh, I, uh <laughs> I I usually dig a lot of stuff for kids, but also the um, what is it? The art about. Ba- Balvazar and those guys who do the DC Friends stuff are really amazing. Tiny Titans. Tiny Tiny Titans, Titans, all that stuff is just so great that they do. Um, Yeah, I mean, it really depends on who's doing it. You know, don't let uh, age-labeled shit stop you from good story.
2: Yeah, Alex doesn't let uh, age-label stop him from reading all these porno comics. (laughs) (laughs) Never has stopped him. <laughs> uh Justin, what were you gonna yeah, ask? Yeah, I was say? gonna say uh Adventure Time. Um the original Archie comics are definitely um uh, not super adult themed, but I uh, still like to read those.
0: Uh Owly is another one that's oh, perfect for kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and it's so great. It's such a good book. I mean, Bone is ostensibly for kids as well, and that's a really good. That. Huge Bone fan. Yeah. Um I'm so, actually yeah. here
2: with, I have Owlie here with me if you want me to invite him. Him oh on. wow oh really yeah bring him him the feed.
1: Yeah. let's do, do it. it
2: i'll just hold my arm up and he'll land on it right
1: <laughs> <laughs> like this is this how i do it looks like you're trying to walk like an egyptian right there
0: uh, i was got, doing that
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh we got one here from nelson martinez i just got just started the boys comedy it's great which is your guy's fave character from it i'm loving me some black noir Uh, and we should mention at this point if you're not listening we're doing a boys recap podcast called let's hear it for the boys first couple of episodes are up now we're recapping the first season we're probably i think going to go back and go through some of the comics as well uh leading into the second season which is debuting on september 4th
2: uh favorite boys character from the comic is what we're saying yes from just everything
1: uh i think for the comic yeah okay I mean, I'm going to go, uh, Huey. You know, just because it's Simon Pegg and the comic is a lot of uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> Great, nice. uh, cool. I, I throw out there. I mean, Butcher
0: is fantastic, of yeah. course, and in a very different way than the way Carmel Urban plays him on the show. Uh, he he almost is like this smirking uber-punisher, in a way, the way that Derek Robertson draws him, the way that Garth Ennis writes him, uh, and it feels like a natural extension of that in a way that shows you a different side of the damage that a character like that could get.
2: That's good. Um, I mean, there's something about Homelander to just really the perversity of that I think I have always like, and especially as it plays out in the show. I think that's uh, very into that.
0: Yeah. Uh, From Ben, the Border Collie. Speaking of Midnighter and Apollo, who other than that pair is your favorite comic
1: couple? Ooh. Ooh. Favorite 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 comic couple. couple. What stinks is I would say Midnighter and Apollo is one of my favorites. The question said other than them, Pete. I I know.
0: You can't say that.
2: You can't say them. So it's the one couple you can't say.
1: Okay. All right. All right.
2: Great answer. Punisher and his his guns.
1: guns. Uh, Does he
2: have a gun that he loves the most that he kisses? He loves them all. He loves them all. Equally? Yeah. It's like a harem. (laughs) Punisher
0: and microchip, maybe? It's not. not The original romance? york and the monkey um i've said this before on the Yorick. show but i like I, I and i know we argue about this every time i bring it up but i like reed and sue i think reed and sue are great. oh
1: why would you say wow. that he, i do shit you i asshole. like them oh i'm that's, sorry that's such a dumb thing to say No, I. Namor
0: and Sue. uh, Listen, Namor is... Namor is a cuck, is what he is. (laughs) All right?
2: (laughs) Reed's not much better. That's a crazy
0: statement. (laughs) Uh, No, Namor Namor is an asshole. He's trying to break up the marriage always. And, like, Reed and Sue love each other. And even though he's into his work, Sue understands it, understands him. He understands her. He... uh, i don't know there's something about that relationship that just works for me
2: wow interesting um, Him
0: being busy all the time and her supporting him no matter what yeah, i was gonna what. say something about uh, that
2: yeah <laughs> 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 uh love scott and barda in the comments from yeah. uh from beer cat um, white
1: panther and storm is a great one
2: uh that's a good one a fleeting couple unfortunately yeah. Uh, talking about fleeting couple, I'm going to throw out um, uh, Domino and Colossus was my sort of. Oh, that uh, is a good one. My one of my more recent uh, favorite couples um, has been that. I love Silver Sable and Spider Man um, as well. That's not a real couple. They were they sort of dated. No. They flirted. They flirted no, a little count. bit. They flirted. they
1: flirted. That's not a couple. That doesn't mean you're a couple.
2: Well, uh, uh, okay, uh, couple police over here. Yeah, a relationship can be anything.
1: Uh, what about uh, Bert Ramdam
0: over on YouTube says, Scott and Emma.
1: Yes. What about that? I'm a fan of that relationship. I agree. Yeah, two a-holes being together. Great. <laughs> two a-holes. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> team up the two worst
2: people. It's yes. not a team. A relationship isn't technically a team up. <laughs> that kind of It's, it's the ultimate been. team up. It's
0: it's kind of like a crossover, I think. Uh, But Dino740 says, Speaking of not liking something too much from the beginning, I've started reading Cerebus. I made it through the first book. It's a ton more reading. Have you guys ever read it? If so, is it worth it? Uh, I got to tell you, the only way that I knew Cerebus was through crossovers with Gru and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's it. I was like, wow, who's this guy? I don't know who this guy is. Anyway, moving on. And I didn't realize until years later that it was actually a a comic book, and it's so great.
2: I feel like there's just a subgenre, and Cerebus is a huge uh, entry in it of like avatar for like angry curmudgeonly writer. Uh, And it's just them going around being like, ugh, here we are at the post office. And it's like, okay, is this a comic? It's like reading someone's diary. Is this a comic? Yeah, I'd be
0: actually interested in going back and reading that one because I always forget that it exists. Uh, this is from Jay Citizen. You get as you get an anything goes run as the sole writer of your favorite superhero book, but your run only lasts oh this is gonna get dark real quick. Only lasts as long as you can have him or her say the title of at least one post on the Trump twenty twenty subreddit every issue. Do
1: you <laughs> yeah. do it and how long would no. you last? No. I would wow. not do that.
2: That's a great question. We get this question a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, people
0: are probably tired of hearing us answer this question. Yes, yeah. It's a very true.
2: popular question out there. I'm going to say um, Batman. I could pull it off with Batman for a while.
0: Wait. So this is the, the Trump Don't 2020 think subreddit. No, I want to look at some of the titles to understand, like,
2: the Trump 2020 subreddit, I believe, just got shut down, or one of them did uh, recently, because it was truly a nightmare place.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna search it, this is gonna really yeah, really,
2: Alex, don't uh, you, it's gonna mess up your algorithm for the for
0: weeks <laughs> so badly.
1: Uh, yeah, it's not coming up. It's not yeah. coming up. Your um, computer's like, you don't want to know this. I feel like it I really did just get shut down. I think you could do
0: the Punisher for a while right and just like organically work it in
2: there don't no i mean i feel like a lot of punisher books he's just saying that stuff anyway
0: <laughs> don't. there was an entire run of the punisher where he was just posting on the trump 2020 subreddit i remember that don't
2: very distinctly uh, but the frank castles on um, trump's shortlist to replace pitts so <laughs> and he said he knows he's fictional he still is like into it He's yeah. like, cops got him on his on their shirts. Fuck I you. I love him. <laughs> uh,
0: Pete's not even playing. Uh, sp- this ties nicely into hey, the on, next one. Come on, play question. along, Pete. No. Yeah. This is a question from Nick Kelly. What are your favorite and least favorite CBC TV podcast running bits, i.e. <laughs> the dark in Riverdale after dark, Superman trivia after Krypton, or maybe something from Preacher Men, a hashtag maybe? Huh, that's weird. I, I don't, was there a hashtag we tried to get trending? Nope. It's In funny. I don't know if we,
2: we didn't try to get it trending. It was I use it to flag a lot of important posts for me. It's a very functional hashtag because I like to look back and I marry the pictures I have of when Pete was a human sexual dog with <laughs> a lot of those posts where we're talking about it. Because I, Pete's actually opened up his archive and is releasing a lot of photographs. Nope.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really wonderful, by the way, Pete. So thank you so much for doing that. It's you know, It's I'm historical data 30. that I think is important for all of us to have. Uh, hashtag Pete the Poodle. Hashtag Pete the Poodle. People. Yeah. Is there Pete? Do you don't
2: like any of the running bits? Though? No, I hate
1: most of them.
2: <laughs> what What is one you like? What's a running? Because honestly, like. We just—they're just fun.
1: The stakes couldn't be. Uh... I, I like the bit of Alex being a perv, and I like the—that's no, uh, not a bit. And then <laughs> <laughs> that's just life. That's just real. Okay. Life. All right. Well, you said that out loud, um, and I like the fact that Justin's always late. Those are my two favorite <laughs> running bits. It's also not a bit. Also, I'm not always late. Uh, this yeah, all... yeah, yeah. You are.
2: Wow, you're often late. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I guess the least favorite was when, on the Krypton podcast, when Pete would get so angry it was difficult to be there still. You know what I mean?
4: None of these are bits.
1: None of
0: these are running bits. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, Yeah, Uh,
1: that was difficult. Or the, uh, what was it, uh, Cloak and Dagger that I couldn't watch at all and... Then couldn't do the show for a little bit. <laughs> I love that we're fondly reminiscing over
0: some of the most painful times in our lives. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh I will say to compliment you, Pete, a running bit that I like is you saying Betty all day er day on our Riverdale podcast. Very fun. That that is very fun and it clearly caught on with the people. Uh <laughs> Bullet says, My favorite bit is when Pete says, Fuck you with us. <laughs> 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 uh that Bert no, Rabbgas Pete's Arrow Quarter is great and actually that's all the time we have for this question. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. Shut uh, it this down. Is from Josh. Is there a character who is a knockoff of another character who surpassed the original character in your esteem?
2: Ooh, great stuff.
0: A character who is a knockoff of the original character. I mean This is probably based on the Midnighter thing. I don't think Midnighter is necessarily better than Batman, but he is more fascinating and engaging in certain ways. And he also has an opportunity to grow, which Batman doesn't necessarily have.
2: Yeah, I will say uh, there's a difference between like a knockoff and a, a legacy character, like in the case of a lot of DC stuff. And is it considered a knockoff if it's like a satirical take? Well like, somebody or- here
0: brings up Deadpool over Deathstroke. Uh and yeah, I mean I yes. think that-
2: <laughs> that's a that's accurate. Wow. Wow Edward Doherty, uh, love it. <laughs>
1: uh but yeah, I mean uh there's Wally West, you know, there's um I think that like sometimes like the the whole joke of like uh the Foot Clan being a kind of bit on the hand, you know, and as a kid, I didn't know uh, what the hand was for a while and then, uh, you know, was thought the Foot Clan was the best. So, I mean, there's some times where people are kind of doing inside jokes and it becomes uh, bigger than it's supposed to be, but uh, nothing that like really is like, oh, my God, you know, I mean... I know Lobo's a bunch of stuff, but, uh, you know, I would think that Deadpool... Wolverine ripoff. Yeah, well, watch your mouth. Uh, Deadpool, like, really became the most popular, and that was kind of clearly making fun of other things.
2: I mean, I, this is a weird answer, but uh, the the young Blue Beetle, I think, was a Spider-Man uh, homage or, like, take mm-hmm. of spider maning that character, and I really thought those were great stories, especially at a time when Spider-Man felt like... Uh, It wasn't, it wasn't Spider-Man stories anymore in the like young kid trying to get by, but blowing it all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's also, I mean, this is something that we're going to be talking about on the stack podcast tomorrow, but there's a book coming out called all America comics, which is Mm. Joe Casey who co-created America Chavez, basically just doing that book, but for image comics, um, without spoiling too much of it, it's real good, uh, yeah. but it's like straight up aping that yeah. character from Marvel and then putting it in a new universe, which is wild. To
2: yeah. the point where I was like, how does that work? Yeah, yeah how, how do you the- legally <laughs> do this?
1: Because I, cause hey, I was reading it
2: being like, is this... yeah."
0: Yeah, Uh, but that's great. Uh, Definitely pick that up, uh, and we'll talk about that more again on the Stack Podcast. Uh, Question here from Hollywood Homer in the Comic Book Club podcast universe. How long do you all see the main podcast going? Will it get passed down when you're tired?
2: Oh, wow. We're already
1: very tired, first of all. Uh, second of all, we, we don't Does talk that about this Does that mean your guys' kids are going to take over this podcast? Is that what you well, mean by Well, I pass, was going to say,
0: we don't talk about this a whole lot, but we all have young wards we have been yes. training to eventually take our places when, uh, when we fall
1: in battle. I still haven't found anyone angry enough to take my spot, but we'll see.
2: <laughs> see, I always considered us sort of a Highlander situation where eventually <laughs> one of us has to kill the other two and then gets all the power and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right, Pete? Sure. <laughs>
0: Great. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, all right. We got one here from Edward Doherty. Wait, have you discussed the Keaton Batman news? Uh, yeah, we talked about that a little bit on our Week and Geek podcast, which is exclusive to Patreon oh. subscribers. But uh, for those of you who missed it, uh, the news is that Michael Keaton is in talks to reprise the role of bruce wayne batman for the flash movie and potentially more movies beyond that uh any any takes on that any further thoughts since the last time we talked about it
1: i mean anytime you're looking to add michael keaton you're you're making it a better property so i don't know why you wouldn't now as a huge flash fan pete do you feel like
2: it's not a great spot for him or are you like perfect right where i want to see my keaton in the middle of a flash movie
1: well he's batman in it up so i don't give a shit what movie it is you know uh but what's i'm not excited about a flash movie but if michael keaton's in it uh, i'll go see it uh
2: yeah i actually have a feeling you might not end up liking them michael <laughs> keaton thing Because it's Uh, Flash. It's also a Flash point. It's not just a Flash movie. It's Flash point.
0: Yeah. And to the the questions here in the comments, he's supposed to be Bruce Wayne, not Thomas Wayne. Um... So who knows what they're doing? Also, recast Ezra Miller. Get him off of that project. But there we go. Yeah. Uh, question here from Pete's Punisher Apron. Are you yeah. guys ever going to do a Doom Patrol podcast? And a follow-up. <laughs> I'm excited. The answer is yes.
2: Wow. We should. It's such Pete's a great Punisher show. Pete's Punisher Apron's coming hard on that Doom we Patrol. We should.
0: We know. Have you uh, seen tell you what? It's new th- apps? Here's, here's the answer. Oh, it's so good. Yes. They're fantastic. Oh. They launched three episodes on, on DC Universe, right? As well as on HBO Max. New ones yeah. coming out this week. Great. The show is great. Um, I'll tell you what, we are going to launch another TV podcast coming up soon.
2: It's not <laughs> Doom Patrol, though. Uh, wow. That's a, almost an affront to yeah. answer the question uh, that way.
1: Yeah. I, we we should have done happened. Doom Patrol. Yeah, we really <laughs> No regrets.
2: No, we didn't mess up. We sure <laughs> did. Uh,
0: here, a question from Pablo D. Martinez: How do you guys think of DC Comics bringing their books on Tuesdays? What do you think about that? Because that doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. They're not going back to Wednesdays just because comics are coming out of shops.
2: Yeah, it does feel uh, weird that it's not talked about more
1: um, as a thing. It's just, It's just what's happening. Yeah, and Dark Horse says they're going with Diamond. So, like, it's a weird thing where people are picking sides of like what's going to happen. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not happy about Diamond. I I would like one place to go to be able to see what comics are coming out when. Um, And I do like having one day that's New Comic Book Day, just because it's like being like, all right, I'm going to go on Wednesdays. Uh, I don't know. It feels easier, but. Oh man! If there, you know, if more comics can get made by not having to go through certain routes, I'd be all for that.
2: The good thing about Wednesdays is the Tuesday comics are there.
1: Yeah, it it
0: does feel a little arbitrary. All of the date stuff, like uh, comics have to come out on Wednesday, movies come out on Friday, but kind of on Thursday night. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is still true, but like music is on Wednesdays, you know, like you don't need to have something be a specific day of the week or anything like that. There's no reason, particularly given that everything is digital, everything is on demand all the time. And if you want it, you want it now. Get the product to people quicker, particularly for a relatively niche industry like comics. Get it out faster. I think that's fine for DC to do it. I think other publishers follow suit. Um, I like the tradition of new comic book days. Certainly it's the reason we built this show the way that we did, but it's okay to break it and move on to something else. What would we do then? Will
2: will we switch days? We haven't yet. (laughs) That's a great point. We would have to do our show Monday at midnight.
0: Right. Well, we'd have to do two shows. We'd have to do Monday, just about DC, and then Tuesday about everything else.
2: Yes, and then we have to do our church recap on Sunday uh, afternoon.
1: <laughs> well, we do that anyway. Of course, no.
2: We should release that. That's sort <laughs> of a Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, just, just, uh, I'm kind of worried about your face, man. It's getting red. <laughs> uh, Nelson it, it, Martinez. Yeah, deal. we'll wrap up here quickly. Don't worry. Uh, Nelson <laughs>
0: Martinez says, "Do you guys have any interest in going back to movie theaters when they reopen, or would you rather
1: wait a bit longer?" Oh, I'm waiting uh, it out, man. I'm not gambling with my life. And kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it
0: bums me out, but uh I don't I don't feel safe going back to a movie theater at this point. Like I was thinking about it just with New York currently wondering whether we should actually have indoor dining at restaurants at all, because other states have has seen such a spike in the virus, as soon as they're like, Yeah, yeah, you can go indoors everywhere versus New York, we still have a couple of hundred people a day getting it, but it's much lower and it's staying knock on wood much lower for a while. Um just do everything outdoors. Like that's fine. You know, yeah, just or
1: Justin does. Well exactly. it, they're it's
0: opening safe. up all of these drive in movie theaters, and that's a weird thing for New York because most of us don't have cars, but yeah. I'm okay with coming, you know, let's change society in some way so that things are outdoors or things are a little more isolated. And I think that's okay. Again, it gets back to like that tradition thing where I love going to the movies and I love sitting oh, in a, yeah. an air conditioned movie theater, oh, eating popcorn, man. eating snacks, watching a dead movie. With everybody going nuts. It's, it's awesome. great. But like, it, it will figure out another way to do it and it'll be good in a different way. You know?
2: Yeah. I want to watch Snowpiercer on the top of a train speeding North in the middle of January. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I want to eat that bait. red, that red um, light you're seeing is the sun setting. Oh, uh, wow. And a pastoral. Uh, well, why don't you move the camera? You've been moving the camera. Why don't you give us a nice little shot, big guy? What? I don't want the sun coming right at it. Uh, I want to see it. Uh, a couple
0: yeah. of the comments here uh, for the uh, about this very subject. Uh, Sky Ooh, High Superfly wow. guy says, wow, that's gorgeous. Fuck you. You
2: fucking piece of shit. You're on a fucking dock? No, I'm on a porch, but I had to drive so far to get here. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm Uh, up in further north than even where garbage plates uh, proffer. Wow. Wow. They can't climb up the hill to get there. That's amazing. It's Uh, like I had to go through Mordor and drop a garbage plate um, into all the bunch of fucked up places to get up here.
0: One does not simply drop a garbage plate into Bordor. <laughs>
2: nah, That's right. this guy gets Thank it you. Very <laughs> Thank internet.
0: Uh, so co- a couple of quick comments on the movie thing before we start to wrap up here. Sky High Superfly Guy says, new mutants better be in the theater. To get me back in there. Uh, meanwhile, uh, let's see. Uh, where was it? the Archer says, the Batman might be the only thing that get me into a COVID-19. Teen Lace Theater. Wow! Uh, Wow! And is is there a movie that you're like, you know what? I'm gonna risk it all for this.
1: I mean, as we all know, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. But I mean, what is gonna be? That is, we do. Uh, Yeah, we we all know that. You don't need to. Yeah,
2: I'll add uh, and we should say um, the three of us met um, we were rats uh, working in a, a science lab uh, <laughs> trying to solve a maze that's how we first bonded over liking comics mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah. I don't know I mean you know I don't think I would do it for the next Batman movie um, uh, Ben the Border Collie just said Dean uh, Foster Thor I mean that would be phenomenal I might for Wonder Woman, the the next one, I might, uh, you know, lather myself in, uh, you know, just some kind of Clorox lather. mix that I make. And then, uh, you know, burning. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I'm very excited for the next Wonder Woman movie for sure.
2: I guess Punisher Dirty Laundry would be the only thing to get mm-hmm. me out the door.
0: Uh, Bendito740 says, can you imagine if you got COVID and you had to tell people it's because you went and seen the new Black Widow movie? I've got one for you. What if it's like you went to see Tenet? You know? Wow. That's just, I don't know. There's, there's nothing that could get me back in a the theater until they're like, yes, it is 100% seen. What if it's like the Alex Zalbin
2: story? Your own movie? Yeah. About you? Own movie. I like the idea of talking about Tenet that eventually Christopher Nolan is just going to be like, I released Tenet six months ago. uh
0: here uh, actually before we wrap up let's uh finish on this question because i think this ties into some stuff that a lot of people are talking about right now uh bert ramdam says how about an outdoors comic-con on a similar note they're doing this comic-con at home which we also talked about on the week in geek podcast for patreon but and i think i was a little iffy on since then They've announced a bunch more TV panels in particular, like they're having uh, The Walking Dead is doing their regular block. There's a bunch of other nerdy TV shows like that. The new Bill and Ted movie is doing a panel. So it definitely seems like they're trying to put a lot of bigger panels in that. How do you feel about this Cabocon at home thing?
2: I mean, I think it's making the best of the situation. I think it's, it's good. I mean, there's a lot to be said for doing it that way. It's not the worst way to experience the things you experience at a comic-con
1: pete yeah i mean take it, on this? it's interesting because it's like for me i love seeing the what people come as what they dress up as the people watching at a comic-con is unbelievable you get to meet some amazing people you bond over stuff and it's uh taking the people element out of comic-con is kind of sad but If they are going to kind of do a interactive panel, uh, maybe you don't have to stand in a line. You can kind of like, you know, figure out a cue. So that might be interesting. But I I don't know. Like for me, the people is a huge part of uh, going to a convention. So
2: and of course, the food. Let's not forget about those ribs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that one time it straight
0: bullet mentions it'll reach a lot more people and every to use to get into the good panels. I do think that's great. Like it's yeah. free. A lot of folks are doing this anyway. I mean, there's constant cast reunions happening at this point yeah. online. Reunited apart.
1: That. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. So I do think that like cuts into the specialness of Comic Con a little bit. Um I'm like you said, they're doing the best with a bad situation. So I'm glad they're still doing this stuff. But there is a thing that you're going to inherently miss about the live experience. And it's not just about the exclusivity, it's about being in a room with 500, 1,000, 6,000 fans who are all feeling the same way about something. Uh, that's to me that is those are the things that i remember more than the paddle like yeah. i remember uh being in the marvel paddle when they showed off Uh, infinity war footage for the first time and everybody like sobbing and screaming at the same time or the doctor who paddle at san diego comic-con when it was running late and everybody started doing there's uh the bad guy of doctor who is the master and he has these knocks that he does in time uh and they kept and everybody started doing them simultaneously and it's just this thing where it's like You end up in this group think with everybody where it becomes this special thing where you're like, oh, these are the people who like the same thing I do. And you get that. Nothing against what literally we're doing right now. I think you get that in a sense from the comments section, from uh, seeing people chatting and watching and listening to something at the same time. But there
1: is physically being in that same space that gives you a charge in a different way. Yeah. But Uh, at the same time, we don't know what Kevin is wearing right now. You know what I mean? Kevin comes mm -hmm. dressed up to (laughs) Club. He wears interesting outfits. You don't know what you're going to get. Usually it's the, you know, top hat with the trench coat type of thing, but it changes. You know, sometimes Uh, one time he had a puppet the whole time, never addressed it. So what do you do then?
2: And uh, Kevin, you should know that Pete texts us every day, what is Kevin wearing? So that not even, it's just it's a thing that occurs on his mind. It's unrelated.
0: All right, and that is it for your audience questions.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now
0: we're going to move on to our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete
1: LePage.
2: All right. There he is.
1: Looking for first hand up guy or gal.
0: All you have to do in the comments is say first hand up or me Ray or something M- like that. Or hey, raise hand, hello, me, he. anything like that. And we will bring you into the stream and you may you can be in the
2: a- woods. You can be um, anywhere.
0: A $25 gift card to Midtown Comics. Nobody wants to win one.
1: All right. What about on the tube? Anybody raising their hand on the tube? Ooh, should we go to the tube? Should we do go a comment thing on the tube? Let's do it on the tube this
0: time. Is there anybody on the tube? Stop calling it that. (laughs) (laughs) The Y tube? Should we call it YouTube? If there's anybody watching over on YouTube who wants to do trivia, ooh, we got architectural foam panels and columns on YouTube, says hand up. Yeah. So here's how we're going to do it. We're on a little bit of a delay on YouTube, so this is going to be super awkward. But Pete's going to ask the question. You put the answer in the comments since we can't bring you video-wise into the feed, and we'll let you know if it's correct. So, Pete, ask the first question, please.
1: All right. Uh, So today's uh, trivia is on topical comic news. All right. All right. Uh, Question number one. Evan Goldberg and Blank uh, signed on to produce what reboot? Is it A, Gremlins, B, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or is it C, Liv Schreiber? So it's either mm. A, don't pick it, or it's B.
0: Mm. Nice. Architectural film panels and columns says, got it. So he or she is up to the point uh, where we said, just answer the question. <laughs> <This is good. laughs> just a good give you an idea of the delay that's going
2: on here. Yeah. Uh, and but- this is just the element we've missed in trivia is a strong <laughs> delay.
0: <laughs> uh but yeah what do we got a b or c just drop that also, answer in.
1: we all know the answer now what are we <laughs> we're waiting for something yeah why don't we just say he got it and move on
0: yeah okay. all you gotta say say the answer here uh he put dot 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 uh here i'm gonna type say b yeah B. he say says it. b all right great
2: nice
1: Yeah, there we go. All right. Question number two. What big hit is coming to comics? Is it A, Star Wars The Mandalorian, B, the Michael Jordan docu-series, or is it C, Adolf Hitler? So it's either A, so you can be correct, or you can pick something else and be completely wrong. Oh, boy. He said uh, B. Well, so he's talking, you said, you said, say B, so he responded.
0: Oh, with okay. All right. There he yeah, is. Come on, Zelvin. All right. Sorry about that. So yeah. he'll answer the second question, which is we a. all know the answer. <laughs>
2: right. Well, now we could do a brief news hit, or if anyone has a commercial or something that they want to read. All right. Uh, time.
1: So uh, let's go on with question three. Oh, no, we said get there we go. You got I it. Yes. There you go. All, all right. And question in, number three. In 2021, if we make it, London will be opening a real-life blank slash megacity. Is it A, Judge Dredd, B, John Constantine, or C, Alan Arkin? So it's either A, Judge Dredd, megacity, which makes the most sense, or you could say B, John Constantine, which is an amazing answer, but wrong. hmm. Mm. So let's see. Let's Mm. wait for his answer here Uh, to question number three. He did specify the question number two. Did you say it's C? uh, C is Alan Arkin. C is not the correct answer. Okay, Not Adolf Hitler again? Uh, No. No. Okay.
2: Very curious what the other quiz is going to be about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have. uh, We can specify if you're listening for the first time. Pete has Mm -hmm. a sub quiz where things add up. Ooh. Uh, question three, A? Is that the answer? Correct. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. Congratulations on architectural foam nice. panels and columns. You're gonna get a twenty-five dollar gift card to Midtown Comics. Just shoot us an email at comicbookclublive at gmail.com with your name and email address, and we will get it off to you so you can safely and remotely buy comics. Uh Pete, you've got uh, three characters that add up to maybe a robin williams movie that is correct uh so, is it as edward doherty
1: guesses 1941 no it is not uh liv schreiber adolf hitler who plays himself and alan arkin uh it is jacob the liar is that ah. oh
0: wait mm. uh, J.C. the archer got it jacob the watched it three days ago for the first time wow wow what a coincidence nice before we wrap up here as we all know other than dc comics tomorrow is new comic book day what are you guys looking forward to that's coming out i know i already mentioned all america comics i think that's such a wild project and i always love joe casey very excited for people to check that out and as mentioned that's going to be a review on our stack podcast that comes out wednesday at 9 a.m
1: uh pete what about you I'm looking forward to two, Star Trek year five, number 12, and Ghostbusters ah. year one, number four. Mm, there you go. Very into years,
2: Pete. Yeah. yeah that's good. Just stuff about you? that
1: used to be in pop culture. Um, I'm looking
2: forward to Star number five from Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. a book we've talked about a lot, and this is wrapping up the uh, series, and it's very cool. I hope. Nice. All right.
0: There we go, folks. Thank you so much for coming out here to our show. Oop, there we go. Yeah, There we go. I did it right. I know how to do sound cues. Uh, Yeah, thanks for coming out to our show. First of all, thanks to our guest, Daniel Kibblesmith and Adam Lawson from Adam Lawson. Go pick up the 8th Daniel Kibblesmith. Go pick up Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Red, whenever that comes out, as well as the Loki Trade Paperback, which is out everywhere now. A couple of things for us. As we mentioned earlier, we have a boys' podcast called Let's Hear It for the Boys. We also have a star girl podcast called Star Guys that has two episodes a week. Monday mornings for the recap, and then Tuesday for a bonus episode. We have a very special, very fun bonus episode this week. Yes, We talked to Nelson Lee, who plays Dragon King on the show, and he was great. Uh, So that's going to be up if you're watching live shortly in the Star Guys feed. Otherwise, it's already there. Just go and enjoy it. Next week on the show, we got two great guests for you. Neil Clyde is going to be here. Also, Zay Chun, who is the editor-in-chief of TKO Studios, and also the showrunner of the new animated Gremlins series, which is the only thing I'm going to ask him about because I'm obsessed with Gremlins. If you want to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice, to subscribe and listen to the show. Uh, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast. More at ComicBookLive on Twitter. And that's it. Thank you all so much. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you next week.
2: Good night, guys. Thank you. As the sun dips below the horizon...